praying. The warmest of Christian greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our great King, which is soon to appear, we believe. His church is making herself ready to be found without spot or blemish. And may the Lord bless each one. Now, <clears throat> just a while ago, I, I guess I kind of slipped off from the boys. I had my, my son with me, and I let him off. He come in to see Brother Willits and to, um, to check around and see if there's any prayer cards among the people for tonight. After I got started in the evangelistic work out this way for the Lord, was at Corning, Arkansas. And I used to tell the folks, well, just bring your anxious up now, and I'll pray over them. Now, many people anoint them. That's all right. That's fine. Anything God will bless, I'm right for it. And, but now, if you watch the Scripture, they didn't anoint the anxious. They just took off the body of Paul. Handkerchief, their apron. So, there's a, I told the people, I said, now, if you got a handkerchief, well, let us pray over it. And sometimes maybe the baby might get the colic or something way back out in these uh, thickets and swamps out here. So, one night... A little lady had come in and got a handkerchief. I said, now, if you're, not, if you're not going to use it right at the present time, I said, put it in the Bible on Acts, the 19th chapter, where this, the scripture for it's at. Or, and a, so this little woman, she put it in her Bible, and, and I'd been gone from there about, oh, I guess six weeks, and I was way down around Little Rock. And one night, this little lady came in with a testimony. Now... The Arkansas people is not the most stylish people in the world, but they're some of the best in the world. <laughs> they're humble. They haven't got much of this world's goods. I've seen young ladies, 16 years old, coming to the meeting, me sitting back somewhere praying. I usually stay in prayer before coming to the meeting. See them come packing their shoes and stockings under their arm, and then get down there and brush off their feet and put on their stockings and shoes and go on in the church. Have to make that one pair last a long time, you know. I guess there's people right in here who's done the same thing. <laughs> I didn't have any to, to, to put on to go in. <laughs> so I remember one night, a little lady, this was one that had the handkerchief. She lived way back in the rural district, her husband, a farmer, and she's cleaning an old lamp chimney. How many ever cleaned a lamp chimney? My brother. Well, look behind me, even. <laughs> a lamp chimney. My mother. She used, to, she used to be here tomorrow, bless her heart. We used to have one that had a great big moon and owl on it. You remember them old moon and owl? And I had the smallest hand of the family, so I'd have to clean that chimney, get it through this thing, and clean it out. Oh, I remember that well. And this lady was cleaning an lamp chimney, and she broke the chimney over her arm and cut the veins or arteries, what it was, in her wrist. Well, it's the old superstition, you know, cogwebs. They usually get them, and that's just a superstition, like... Tearing a chicken open for a snake bite. And so they put the cogweb on it, and of course the blood spurting up and just washed the cogweb away. Well, she wrapped a, a, something around it, and a bed sheet, and it, it bled it wet, so she was getting weak, and her first closest neighbor is two miles or more. And her husband had gone to the city to get a stuff for their, own, for their table and for the animals on the farm, and she was bleeding to death, and she knew she was going to die in a little while if something didn't help her. She runs out, happens to think about that handkerchief. Now, this is her story. I can't say this, see. 
I'm only, I'm only taking her word. But she run in there, she grabbed this handkerchief, and she said, Dear God, my life lays within your hand. If you don't help me, I, I'm going to die. And this is, was given to me for this purpose. And now I, I lay it on my arm in the name of, of Jesus, your son. And the blood stopped. She walked about two miles after her husband got home, wearing big old boots through the muddy rice fields and so forth. And she hung her lantern up in a tree and flagged a greyhound bus and rode about hundred and something miles to Little Rock where the services held that night, come in holding that handkerchief up, not even stained and showing the place where the cut was. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word. I remember another instance happened that night while they're finishing up with the books in the rear. I'll never forget it. Reverend G. H. Brown would give you this testimony and he'd give you the clinic where the woman was at. Do you believe demons still exist? Just as sure as God does, they do. And so he said to me, he said, Brother Branham, while you're resting, I would just take the people as I have been the last, last night. Just pray for them, whatever God would tell me. I'd say that and just go ahead. And he said, down in the bottom of this auditorium here, well, I said, we got a pitiful case. said, she liked to whip everybody on the ground. It's an insane woman. And said, she's in the basement. I said, well, of course, I was just a young fella in the way then. I've been out on the battlefield this way about, oh, I guess six months or something. So I just thought that anything, that's, well, that's right. God can do anything. So I walked down the basement long about 11 o'clock. Well, is had public addressing outfit speakers down there. The people were jammed and through there and that place. My, the streetcars or the bus lines had to stop to get the ambulances out of the way. It was really, they come to church down there. So... Mr. Brown, if you want to write to him, it's Reverend G.H. Brown, 505 Victor Street, Little Rock. He'll give you the clinic, the doctor, and ask them about this case. And when we went down the steps, there's a typical old Arkansas brother standing there with his overalls on them, washed out. And he was standing on the steps, and I started down. He was listening to the PA system of what I've been saying. So um, Mr. Brown said, this is the woman's husband. I said, I'm glad to meet you, sir. We just, he said, my wife said, it's right over there. And I looked, laying on the floor, I want you to listen closely. There was a woman, about the age of 31, 32 years old, I suppose, very strong built, her hands right up like that, laying on her back, and her limbs sticking right up like that, her legs right like that, right up in the air. Well, I said, what's the matter with her? And he said, well, Brother Branham, I just took her out of the insane institution up at... Um, I'd be Pineville or Pineville or somewhere up there, that she'd come out of an institution. Said she'd been insane two years. Said, Brother Branham, I love her. Said, I've got three or four little children at home. And said, she, she was, the doctor said she was having a premature menopause. And he gave her a shock. And that's what happened. I said, my, that's bad. He said, she just started right then, a few hours after that shot, and that's what done it. I said, that's awfully bad. He said, I've had her everywhere. And there'd been a woman healed over in, from Louisiana, how the institution, the papers had wrote it up. So he said, I've seen that. 
And I thought the only thing that I could do, my only hope was bring my wife over here. Maybe the Lord would heal her. And I said, well, brother, he, he said, uh, the ambulance said I had to sign papers and said the, she's been in a padded cell. Said she don't get off her back. She just lays there with her feet and legs sticking and her hands like that. And he said, uh, well, Brother Branham, I said, I'll go out and so I said, don't you go out there, Brother, said she kill you. I said, oh, I don't think so. So he said, yes. said, Brother, they couldn't put her in hamlets. They wouldn't put her in hamlets. And said, I hired some man to bring her over here. And said, she, they took four men to hold her in the back seat. And she kicked all the glasses out of the man's car. And she liked to tore up the whole church. A place out there when we was trying to get her in here. I had to lay her on her back down here. That's the only way she, she just lay with her. Well, I said, that... Said, I said, that's the reason her limbs are bleeding. She, all the way up in here is cut. Said, that's the reason she's bleeding. She kicked the glasses out of that car. I said, my, that's too bad. I said, well, I'll have to walk over to her. Said, Brother Brand, don't you do that. Said, she'll kill you. And I said, well, I don't think so. I just didn't know too much about how to take those things. So I just walked out across the floor. I walked over where she was. She's laying there, eyes just batting slowly, looking around. I said, how do you do? And she said, uh, or I uh, beg your pardon. I said, how do you do to her? And she just batted her eyes. I said, could I shake your hand? Oh, my. Just as I caught her hand, that her hand grabbed mine and was such a terrific jerk that if I hadn't uh, threw my foot out and caught across her bosom here with my foot, well, she'd probably threw me across the floor with a, that demon power of anybody else. If the devil can put that much power on a person that's devil-possessed, what ought God to do with the power on a Christian that's born again? Um, so uh, she jerked it like that, like that, and she, I, I staggered, and it threw me sideways. And I, I looked at her, and she started going like a serpent, making a blow. And here she come on her back like a snake, chasing me. Like I had to crawl and make the harvest noise, that drag, drag, drag. And I looked, and here come that woman. I ran up to the steps where the man was and stood on the steps. And she dragged it around on the floor, and she got her great big strong limbs, her feet she set against the wall, and she kicked herself real hard like that. There's a bench sitting there, and she hit it with her head like that and bursted a big piece off of it. It fell off on the floor. She allowed a great big hideous laugh. <laughs> like that. And she picked up this a piece of stick like that and threw it over her head like that and it knocked the plaster off the side of the wall beside of her husband. I said, I told you, brother. I said, I never seen anything like that in my life. Now, I, I have since then, but I hadn't to that time. And here she was crawling around like and the blood just pouring out of her head. Well, I said, lady, you threw it at your husband. I said, she don't know me. I said, she hasn't known no one for two years. And I said, isn't that a pity? And just then she leveled herself up I said, do you believe, brother, that Jesus Christ, when I'm testifying about this angel of God, do you believe that's the truth? There are tears running down his face to his beard on his face. He said, Brother Branham, he said, I, I sold my farm. We'd give her shock treatments. We'd give her everything. And said, everything that I could do, I've tried to do. But said, there she is. He said, I even sold my mules said to get some money for these brothers to bring her down here. And he just put his arm around me. I felt so sorry for the man I could have wept right out. And I said, sir, the only thing I can do is ask God. Now I said, you have faith and believe. He told me if I get the people to believe. And he said, well, I believe, Brother Branham. 
And she raised her head back like this. She said, William Branham, you ain't got nothing to do with me. So I brought her here. Well, her husband looked around and said, well, that's the first word she's spoken two years. I said, how does she know you when she didn't even know me, her husband? I said, that's not her. That's that devil. That's, that's who's calling out, see? I said, that's, I said, that's who it is. And I said, he recognizes that something is just about to happen. And that's why he called out. And why well, he said, she called you by your name. And she started laughing real funny. I said, now, you believe, brother. And I just held my hands out. I said, dear Lord Jesus, with all my heart, I come in the simplicity of childlike faith. And I believe that the angel of God, who's commissioned me to start out into this world to do these things, to pray for the sick, is sure now. And I ask, dear God, that you'll heal the woman. And I said, Satan, you, you're not scared of me, but you're scared of the one I represent. I said, and I come as his representative, confessing a gift of divine healing, which was ministered by an angel. And I say, and endure thee in the name of Jesus Christ, leave the woman. I turned back around to the man. She just stayed the same position. I said, do you believe? He said, yes, sir, I believe, Brother Branham. I said, God will reward you according to you have believed. Turned around, walked up steps. About, I guess about six weeks after that, I was at Jonesboro, where I just left a few weeks ago. And I was sitting there one night, and I seen a fellow kept waving at me, sitting back there, and I thought, so he just couldn't stand it no longer. He just had to raise up. said, you remember me, Brother Branham? I said, don't believe I do, brother. It's just early like this. The service hadn't really got started yet. He said, don't you remember me? I said, don't you remember my wife? And I said, no, sir, don't believe I do. And she had three or four little kitties with her. She was sitting there. And I said, I don't. He said, look, you remember the lady was crawling on her back insane from the institution? I said, yes, that's her, isn't it? He said, that's her. I, I said, how did it happen? He said, well, he said, Brother Branham, that night, said she just laid like that till your service is over. We picked her up and put her in a car and said she was seemed to be all right. She didn't kick or do anything or carry on while we was taking her back to the institution. Where you t I told him, return her back. Let the doctor dismiss her. See? So then I said, if you believe, it has to happen. And he told me, if you get the people believing, be sincere when you pray. And I know I was sincere. And he said he believed. And then I know just as true as the other is true. It has to be so. If I can get the patient to believe that. He said, and you know, the next morning, said he'd take her that, that day and that night. She's about 200 miles away. And said that when they'd come this following second morning, the woman was setting up in the cells when the nurse come to her. And on the third day... She had an examination, and on the fourth day, she was dismissed and sent home perfectly normal and well. And here she was with her little babies, and about two or three years ago, in San Bardino, California, I was given a testimony, she and her husband walked forward and said, here I am yet. <laughs> what was it? The grace of God. That's what it is. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. I have faith in God. And now, friends, tomorrow is... For he shall grow up before him as a plant, and I root out of dry ground. He has no form or colony, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid as it was our faces from him, but he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was up on him. With his stripes we were healed. And now for just a moment, are you through, Brother Wood? The books, thank you. Let us bow our heads just a moment for prayer now as we settle down now, everyone, for the service. I see two little afflicted children sitting here tonight, little boy and little girl, sitting in a wheelchair. Another little girl laying across her mother's lap with a blanket over. Let's ask God if he'll be merciful to these ones tonight. Along with the other, I see a little afflicted boy sitting back here, too, in the arms of the mother, perhaps. Oh, I see a man with his crutches up close to him. What a scene now. Let's talk to the great Maker now as we have our heads bowed. Our Heavenly Father, we have come tonight for no other purpose but to the glory of God and for a testimony of Jesus Christ, thy Son. This great historical meeting for the city is just now beginning to come to the close. It was at the close of the meeting one day, the feast, when Jesus stood up in the midst of the people and cried out, I am the rock that was in the wilderness. Your fathers did eat man and are dead. And how he exalted God before them and telling them of what his mission was on earth. And Father, we pray that these last few nights, as he has been in the future, may he be even in a greater potion, manifest himself to us. We're reading here from your scripture tonight of how he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace upon him and with his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. God be merciful to us all. Forgive us of our sins. Help us tonight, Lord, to lay aside every weight and the sin that is easily beset us that we might run with patience the race that's set before us looking to the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. Or we ask it in his name. Amen. Now, just for a few moments, not to preach, but just as I have been doing, exalting Christ, I want to use the subject of this, a God's provided way. You know, there's two ways for all things. You're aware of that, aren't you? That's your way and God's way. And you can't be in your, have your own way and be in God's way at the same time. You have to get out of your own way to let God have His way. Isn't that true? Now, that's either right or left. Now, if you're going your way, you're out of God's way. And if you cease from your own way, you get in God's way. God can have His way when you cease to have your way. But as long as you're having your way, God can't have his way. So you have to go one of the other ways. So let's just let our own way drop tonight, and let's let God have his way. God has a way. He likened here, he said to the prophet, all we like sheep have gone astray. I like that. God likened us unto sheep. I wonder why. Anybody here ever raise any sheep? Well, you know that a sheep is the most helpless thing in the world when it's lost. It just can't find its way home at all. Is that right, sheep raisers? I've helped raise them myself out on the western prairies and herded them a minute. But notice, 
A sheep, when it's lost, when he's lost, he'll just stand and bleat. That's all. The wolves will come get him. That's all. If a shepherd doesn't come to him. And that's the way it is with us. When we're lost, we're absolutely hopeless unless the shepherd comes and gets us. So I'm glad tonight God's got a shepherd over his sheepfold, aren't you? And when we call, he always hears. And all we like sheep have gone astray. See, that's wandered out. But God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. How that on one man the iniquity of all the world was laid, all the sins, all the sickness, all the, all, everything that was wrong was laid upon that one sheep, God's provided lamb, and he took him up to Calvary and crucified him to be the, the, the substitute for our wickedness and our sickness and our transgressions and all that we've done against God and all we've done against ourselves. and every, he, he, was, he was God's provided sacrifice for us, God's provided way. Now, God has always had a way. He's got a way tonight. And God always, before he sends judgment, he always makes a way of escape. Out of every trial, God makes a way of escape. And... God makes a, before he sends his judgment, I might say first, before he sends judgment, he always sends mercy. And if you spurn mercy, there's nothing left but judgment, and you've judged yourself. See? You've always made your judgment. Now tonight, when you come about divine healing, you say, I don't believe it. Well, you couldn't get healed. <laughs> there's no hope for you. See? But you already judged yourself. And when you, when you reject Jesus Christ as Savior and die, you don't have to be judged. You're already judged. Your attitude towards God's provided way has judged you. It's not, it's not necessary that any man would go to hell. And God don't send no one to hell. You send yourself to hell. God's done everything in the world He can to keep you from going to hell. And yet you determine... To go to hell. You fight over every barricade God puts in your way. You just go right on over. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in this. Just headlong. Now, there's a red light here in the city. And it turns red and green. That tells you when you can stop and go. If you run it, well, don't blame the city. They put the light up there for your protection. But if you run on through it, that's up to you. It's you. You, you brought your own judgment. Remember when that first little corn silk cigarette you smoked standing around behind the a chimney behind the house and went and eat some coffee to keep Mama from smelling your breath. Mama said, have you been smoking? No, Mama. What was the first thing? That conscience says, don't do that, little boy. You're a lion. But you fought right on the past the conscience. No, Mama, I didn't smoke it. There's God's first provided way for you to stop right there. That's a halt light. Stop. Don't say that. Tell her the truth. If you get a whipping, go ahead and tell the truth about it. Then the next thing you go, you go to church and you hear the hymn sing, the gospel preached. Something the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. Come, repent. And you say, oh, that I, I, I'm young. I got plenty of time yet. I got this. I got to do this. See, you're rejecting God's provided way and judging yourself. Then how can you blame God? You can't. You, you've got to blame yourself. There's not a bit of need of anyone going to hell when God has made a provided way of escape. You can't help being a sinner. You can't help that. You was born a sinner. But you can help staying a sinner. For if you accept Jesus as your, and your place as He was made sin for you, God's way of escape, then you don't have to be a sinner. You'll be a Christian. And you'll be holy. Not your own holiness, but His holiness. 
Not what, what you are, but what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. See? Your own ways, you can quit lying, you can quit stealing, you can quit smoking. That don't mean you're saved. No, sir. You're saved because God ordained that you should be saved. He called your heart. That's why you're saved. No man can come to the Father except, or to me except my Father draws him. And God has made a way of escape now. In the days of... And had to provide a way for it. Look in the days of Noah. Jesus referred back to it. Back there in the Andalusian world. Let's go back just for a few moments and run ourselves back. Now, it never rained on the earth. The earth set up straight. The reason it leans back this way today is hot and cold air, which brings up the vapor. And that's what makes the clouds and so forth. But to that time, it had never rained on the earth. God watered it through springs and so forth. In the gardens, uh, the springs beneath it, it never rained. There never been a cloud in the sky. Over this earth at that time. And then God, seeing the wickedness of man, how that they sin, and God is holy and he can't stand sin. And he said that he would destroy man. And he told Noah to go preach a message of mercy before divine judgment came. Now, what did they do in that day? They laughed and made fun of Noah. God had a provided way for every mankind to escape if he would take it, but man rejected it. He didn't want that way. And he thought Noah was crazy. I can hear him talking down in the city, maybe down in, the, in some of the cities of the, of the day, saying, hey, what do you think about that rain story that guy's talking about? It's going to rain water down the heavens. Do you ever hear such? I don't see any up there. But if God said there was going to be some up there, he can put some up there. That's right. God was giving a way of escape. He was making a, a, a mercy for the people. And they rejected it. And, and Noah preached 120 years, trying to get the people to reform. To, not to reform, but to repent. And to come and, and come into the ark. And all the time he was building away on an ark. He made it out of a certain class of wood. And he, for the saving of his own household. And to those who would come. There was a door in the ark. And how that... I can look back there and think now that about the time that Noah got through preaching and all the people had rejected, they'd made fun of him and laughed at him. Do you believe that? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, moral, immoral, pollution, just about like they got now. Just the same way and a message that seemed to be to the world of fanaticism. Hallelujah. That's right. God's got to provide him way tonight, and it's called fanaticism. But it's God's message. There's a door of the ark open, and that door is Jesus Christ. God's provided way. Any man wants to come, is welcome, but to reject it is to die. That's right. And remember, the same rain that drowned the world saved Noah. The same water that destroyed the world, brought judgment upon the world, was what saved Noah. And the same Holy Ghost tonight that you're making fun of and spurning that and calling that people a bunch of holy rollers, that same Holy Spirit will save the church, will judge the world and condemn it. Right. The church will be taken up. The world will be condemned by the same Spirit that they're listening to tonight. That's right. To reject it is death. To receive it is life. Either right or left, negative or positive. And as it was, Jesus said, just as it was in the days of Noah. But God was determined that something would be saved. 
And listen, let's take a little drama. I just like it. When I can hear back there now, know what got through preaching, his sons believed in it. Their wives and so forth, they were ready. There never been any rain. And the first thing you know, I can hear the first roar of thunder go forth. I can hear somebody say, what was that down the city? Oh, they were dancing and eating and drinking and having a big glorious time and full of gaiety, just like the world today. For Christ said it would be this way. It can't be no other way. There's no need of praying for it to be changed. It can't be changed. Where God's done said it wouldn't be changed. The only thing to do is save yourself from this generation by looking to Jesus Christ, accepting Him, and be born into the God's provided way the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Listen. He died on the cross. And there He bled. He was a, took upon Himself the form of sinful flesh. He died in my stead. His, just as God took out of the side of Adam a rib and made a bride to him, God opened up the side of Christ and taken out water, blood, and spirit for a bride, for the, himself, for Christ. How beautiful. And by one spirit, not by one church membership, by one spirit are we all baptized. Amen. Are we all baptized into one body and become members of that body? And just as sure as God raised that body in the literal out from the grave, the spiritual body will go in the rapture. Truly, as it was in the days of Noah, the first thunder, my eye can look up there and I hear the city begin to scoff at it, saying, what was that was? A blast went off somewhere. But look, let's look even at the animals. I can see the old mother bird sitting up in a tree. She's chirping away, and the father bird over there happy. And the first thing you know, uh, when they heard the thunder, the old mother bird said, That's just what Noah said. Let's go. I can see the old mother camel out on the hill, and the father camel. That's it, mother. Come on. That's just exactly what Noah said. I can see the little monkey with his coconut. He drops it and says, Come on, mother. Let's go. And away they went, two by two into the ark. I tell you, something's got to hear the gospel. Hallelujah. And as a Spirit of God upon animal life brought the animals into the ark, how much more ought the Holy Ghost to men and women today who believe God and hear the Scripture and hear the Word and see God's way? How marvelous. Yes, sir, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Moses took God's provided way when we were down there in Egypt. How did he go to get out of it? God kept hardening Pharaoh's heart. But he said, now I'm going to make a way of escape because I'm going to send death over the land. Say, listen, here's something striking. Watch plague after plague after plague, but the last plague fell was death. Just before the deliverance. Notice it. How striking it is today. Jesus said there'll be peerless times shall come. Man's hearts would fail. How he said there'd be distress between the nations. Sea roaring, tidal waves that's never been heard of before, bursting forth in the seas. How all these signs would be coming to pass just like it was in the days of Noah. It would be again. How marvelous. But remember, the last plague 
that fell was death. And the last thing God has given us, warning after warning, warning after warning, now the last thing that's come is death, spiritual death. The churches are dying Amen. spiritually. Amen. That's right, friends. We talk about the revival in America. We haven't got any revival. We've got a lot of church joining, but we haven't got any revival. One of the famous evangelists not long ago were claimed 30,000 in six weeks, or 20,000, believe it was. About six weeks after that, couldn't find 20 people. The reason of it is, is this, friend, is because they just have the people just to make a confession, just stand up and sit down. That's good. That's all right. As far as you go. But, brother, there's a deeper experience in that. You've got to get that person to where the Holy Spirit takes control of that life by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's God's provided way. The same as it was in the days of Noah. One of some said, well, now, look, if it does happen to come the way Noah says it, I'll just get on me a big white popper log and float along. God's provided way was the only thing that floated. Your popularity won't last in that day. It won't stand in that day. I don't care what you got. God hasn't got any shortcuts. You come to the cross, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, or you're gone, you're lost. No shortcuts. You've got to come God's way. What if I started home tonight and said, let's see now, the beeline would be right like this. i get stuck in the mud. They provided a highway. I've got to take the mark and follow it. And I'll tell you, here's what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. said, repent every one of you and be baptized. Name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For the promises of you and your children, name as far off, even Cartersville, Indiana. Amen. And as many as the Lord our God shall call. And since that time, brother, Jesus said, Except the man be born of water and spirit, he'll in their eyes enter. They've adopted different things, friends, but that's not God's Bible. No shortcuts. You've got to come the rugged way. Surely, I think of Naaman back there when he tried to take a shortcut. The prophet told him to go down and dip in Jordan. Oh, he said, the water's up here just as well. Just as well up here as it is down there. Well, he's going on up with his leprosy. But the prophet told him to go dip in Jordan. Now, I can see him. It kind of hurt his prestige. Got off of the boat or his little chariot. Walked out there and held his nose, you know, dipped down his back. It might hurt you. It might get you all upset. Here not long ago, a preacher said to me, Sunday school teacher, brother, in the city I live, said, Brother Branham, how in the world can you preach? And all them people saying, Amen, and hallelujah, and screaming and crying. Well, I said, if he wasn't doing that, I couldn't preach. I said, that's right. He said, that'd get me so excited. I said, it doesn't mean... <laughs> If, they, if there's nothing going on, then I get excited. You know, your amen don't hurt me. Your shouting and crying doesn't bother me. It puts me in mind when I used to go hunting. I used to like to night hunt. Did you ever do that? You Hoosier, your possum hunt. And I had an old dog didn't have but one tooth. But brother, he had a lot of grit about him. And he would tackle anything but a skunk. And then when we got it under a brush pile like that, the only thing I had to get him to do to go get the skunk was just lift up the brush pile and hit him on the back and say, Sicky boy, sicky boy. He'd get that skunk too. <laughs> Brother, the worst skunk I know of is the devil. The stinkest thing I know of. Now you just say, Amen, and that's hissing boy. We'll treat him all I need to say is treat him That's right. Oh, God making a way of escape. 
God's provided way. Don't try to get in your own way. Nor try to get in, or the people endorsed, I'm trying to get in their way, their own way. But God had a way as a way of the ark. He's got a way today as a way of Calvary. And you say, well, I believe that, Brother Branham. Well, if you have and come by the door, you've got to receive the Holy Ghost. Truly, how beautiful that parable was taught of the wedding supper. He found one there without a wedding garment on. Well, that's very typical in the Oriental times when they give a, a supper out or something or another. The bridegroom had to furnish the robes. That's, that's where it is in this affair, too, the wedding supper we're going to. And then the bridegroom hired a man to stand at the door, and everybody that had an invitation come at the door, poor, rich, any kind, they put this robe around them. When they were in, they were all alike. I like that. Brother, there's no big me and little you then when you come to the world of the door. And then he found a man back there that didn't have a wedding garment on. He come in some other way besides the door. And Jesus said, friend, what are you doing here? And he was speechless. And you try to climb up your own moral stepladder or by some creed or some church. Brother, you're going to find yourself the same way. Every man that comes by the door is going to get the same robe, and that robe is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Every man pays the same price. A lady said to me, said, that woman standing back in the building screaming and crying, said, well, I, I just, well, that would worry me. said, well, it, it just makes chills go up my back. See, you heard her crying, shouting. I said, it did. I said, if you'd ever be fortunate enough to get to heaven, you'd freeze to death. Then when you got up there, they were all there screaming, crying, and shouting up there. While they cry, holy, 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 before him day and night, all the time. Certainly, God has a provided way. You say, you got some of that new kind of religion, Brother Random? No, sir. I got a brand new case of that old kind of religion. Oh, sure. Way back before there even was a world, they had shouting religion. Where was you? God said to Job, when I laid the foundations of the world, when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Talk about something new. No, it's still the same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. No wonder when that stone come rolling into Jerusalem, all the people were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, and them starched priests said, make them hold their peace. They, oh, they, they excite me. <laughs> he said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will immediately cry out. Amen. Something has to take place. Yes, sir, I can notice Moses before the great separation time, before death come to strike the land, God made a way of escape for those who believe. Say, go out and get a male lamb. Keep it up 14 days. Perfect type of Christ. First one from the old mother, Yo. Must be a male kept up 14 days to be proved. It couldn't have a blemish. Christ's the same thing. First one from the mother, virgin, and was tried, even Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in him. No one could find it. Judas is the care, said, I betrayed innocent blood. That pagan wife back there, Pilate, had a dream and sent the, the boy down from the palace. I could see Pilate standing there just ready to prevail, judgment up on Jesus. I hear a horse come running, galloping up there. A boy jumps off and runs out and falls down by the side of his master raised up and gave him a piece of paper. He looks at it. I can see his face turn white. Knees go to bumping together. Let's look over his shoulder and see what it says. It's coming from a heathen now. That have nothing to do with this just man, for I've suffered many things today in a dream because of him. I tell you, every enemy had to testify of him. 
the moon stars shut off their glories of that day. That was the Son of God. The Romans sit here and said, Truly, that was the Son of God. Yes, sir, he's God's provided way tonight. Every man or woman that's ever had any done anything for God has been many women who's believed that, held on to it, and kept it. It's thrilled our hearts of porch through the ages. When I think of Eddie Pruitt back there, what do you think of Christ, Eddie Pruitt, when he wrote the, the great song of All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, Let Angels Prostrate Fall, Bring Forth the Royal Diadem, and Crown Him Lord of All. And I think of Hoskins after being persecuted and everything the way he did. He said, When I survey the wondrous cross where all the Prince of Glory died, I count all my pain to be but lost. Oh, my. I asked another one, What do you think of Christ? Who do you think he was? I think of, of Brian Fanny Crosby. What do you think of him? You was blind, never saw daylight in your life. What does Christ mean to you? If she could stand and I here's what she'd say. Ask me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry, while another's are calling, do not pass me by. Thou the stream of all my comfort, for the night to me, who live out earth beside thee, whom in heaven but thee. That's right. Another wrote, living, he loved me, dying, he saved me, buried, he carried my sins far away, rising, he justified, freely forever. Someday he's coming. Oh, glorious day. Certainly, God's provided lamb. God's provided sacrifice. So now wait, Moses. I'll make you a tight. And he took the blood of this lamb, kill it in the evening. Notice, all the elders of Israel had to witness to it. And they witnessed the death. Just as they did up there, they said, let his blood be upon us. And he died in the evening time. Jesus died at three o'clock. And they took the the blood of the lamb with Hosseph, and sprinkle it up on the doorpost and on the lintel. Did you notice? Not on the floor. It's not to be looked down to. It's to be looked up to. And notice, on the doorpost and on the lintel, perfect the cross. There was the blood. God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass, I'll pass over you. When I see the blood, God's provided way. How are we going to escape the death? He said, I'll watch for the blood. There, that night, I, let's take a little drama. I can notice the father, of course, in the Old Testament was the priest of the house. Now he's the figurehead. Now, he goes down and he puts a, on the door in the little post. And then when it come about night, I see all the young girls down there come out and tell the Hebrew girls, come on, we're going out to the dance. Why, they say, we can't go. We're under the blood. What a type. We are coming in God's provided way. Nonsense with that religion. Whoever thought that blood would do anything. Come on out. Let's have a good time. But they stayed under the blood. God said, when you go under the blood, stay there. Amen. That's right. Not in and out, in and out. Stay there. Amen. After a while, they come midnight. Great dark roaring cloud come up. I can look coming back to yonder. I see two big black wings spread out across the nation. Here it comes. I can hear the priests of the family, the father say, There's the death angel sweeping the land now. Too late now. And the very flag scene, go dip down into a valley. Hear a scream come up from under that house. The son was dead. Away he went. Directly here he comes right down to another house again. Goes in, the big black wings closing around the house. A scream comes up. The son is dead. 
I can hear the little boy say, Daddy, take another look. Be sure the bugs on there. Yes, sir. I tell you, if there ever was a time a man ought to examine himself, it's right there, brother. Is the blood on the door. Watch around, look good. And then the next thing you know, you kept watching for that. The little fellow said, Daddy, them wings make me nervous. He said, Son, be of a good cheer. There's blood on the door. That's God's provided way. We're in His way. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference what the world says. We're under the blood. Hallelujah. So is it today of every man that's born of the Holy Ghost. Under the blood. Don't care what the world's got to say about it. Call you fanatic if they want to. Long as you know the blood's applied. All right, he said, There's no danger. And the first thing you know, these big black wings swept down towards that house. He's seen the blood and just passed on over it. <laughs> How marvelous. When he got down there to the river and just couldn't get across. And the armies, God made a way of escape. God had a provided way. When he got into the wilderness and they had nothing to, nothing to eat, God rained manna down. He was a provided way. When he got sick, he provided a brass serpent. Making a way. The people I ain't seen gathering up the people to come look at the brass serpent and get well. Well, what's in that serpent? What's that got to do with it? Some of us mixed multitude went up. We still got them. Plenty of them. Oh, there's fanaticism there in us to it. But they looked and lived. That was God's provided way for divine healing for them. That's right. One day at a pool of Bethesda, God had a provided way for them. A little later on, there was a man come by to lay in his shadow as God's provided way. Tonight, he's got the Holy Spirit here, which is God's provided way, proving it. That's right. Separating from sin, taking away all the iniquities, and healing the sick and the afflicted. God's doing it. God's provided way. Notice the way of escape. Now, let's go a little farther. One day they got without water. They got to murmuring and grumbling. The church murmuring and grumbling, complaining against Moses, complaining against God. And God cut off the water supply. That's about like our Pentecostal churches today. One said, Glory to God, I belong to the assemblies of God. Other I'm the church of God. And the other I'm the United Pentecost. I'm this, that, here. You keep grumbling and God's cut the water off from you. Get your hearts together. Right. The streams will open up again. What we need tonight is a good old-fashioned outpouring gusher from heaven. I think about your different separation. Jacob had a very pretty type of that. He dug one well and the Philistines run him away. He called it malice. They dug another well and the Philistines ran away. He called it strife. He dug another well and said, there's room for us all. That's right. Everybody, come drink. That's what it is tonight. Room, room. Yes, there is room. There's room at the fountain for every person in here. Every sin-sick soul, there's room at the fountain. Every sick and afflicted, there's room at the fountain. Notice. Oh, my. Then God told Moses, go out there and speak to the rock. And it'll bring forth its waters. Bring forth his. His is a personal pronoun. Speak to the rock, and it will bring forth his water. That thou may drink. Thou and the people in that... Watch, while to the carnal mind, that was the most foolish thing that could have been said. Just like talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. To the carnal mind, while that bunch of people's crazy. Well, it's, a, it's the craziest thing you ever heard. If, if your doctor's done said you're going to die, what in the world can be done otherwise? But God said, speak to the rock. <laughs> Amen. Why well, he said, we've been there every water hole here. We've dug where the water was. We've come down here and every place is dry. We visit every spring and it's dry. And the rock was the driest place there was in the wilderness. 
How God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Why, well, I see you might have seen to every doctor's office in the city. I, I'm, I'm not talking against the doctor. He does what he can do. Just a while ago before coming here, one of the greatest doctors in the Southland was standing in my house. Telling me, not only that, but he brought a patient that was incurable. He said, I know where somebody can pray the prayer of faith and I brought the boy. That's right. One of the top surgeons at Jewish hospital. Notice, then when he, there, they just man like you and I. They got a soul, they got to die like we have. Doctor, take his own medicine and die. What's the matter? The medicine's not the healer. God's the healer. Medicine's an aid. Medicine's all right. But medicine's got an aid. It isn't a healer. Medicine doesn't heal. Doctors don't say it heals. They only... But God give it here. It's remedies and so forth. Medicine is a remedy. God is a cure. Now, notice this. When Moses said, they told him to speak to the rock, and it would bring forth the waters. Now the carnal mind looked at that rock, and it's the driest place in the desert, just about like the Holy Ghost Church today. Well, if God would ever do any gifts, he sure wouldn't send amongst that bunch of fanaticism. Here not long ago, I was talking to a young lady, which was a reporter. She came down on over, she found where it was staying, it was out in Oregon, and she had a pack of cigarettes with her, and she started pulling out one and smoking, and I think that's the lowest, immoralest thing that a woman could do. I have no apologies for it. If God don't think no more you at the judgment than the angel of God speaks to me about that, you had the slimmest chance of anybody in the country ever getting in. That's right. Yes, sir. And she pulled out a cigarette. She just shows her colors what she is when she does it. Now let your face get red. And you man that lets her wife smoke cigarettes, it shows what you, uh, who's the boss around the house. That's right. Let them lay out here in these little old beach clothes and things lay out here before a man stripped down. I've got a girl at home. She might lay out to get a suntan too, but better if she does, she's going to get a suntan. It'd be Charlie Branham's son with a barrel slap behind her, bring her home just as fast as I can bring her. I'll give her the kind of suntan she needs. Yes, sir. I mean that. God give us some good old, you talk about the literacy of Kentucky over here, where some of them old mammies that go back there and raise their youngest. Why well, make you feel ashamed of yourself? Then say they're ignorant. What's hmm. the matter with you? Horses. Well, I better stop on that. <laughs> well, brother, I believe it's either right or wrong. There's no dividing line. You're either in or out. And if you do those things, it shows you're out. If you love the world, things of the world, the love of God's not even in you, said Jesus. That's right, so just by their fruits you shall know them. Now, I'm standing behind the pulpit. I'm not mean personally to anybody. I'm saying what God said. I'm responsible for preaching. God holds you responsible for what you act about it. That's right. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's the truth. And there I noticed back there that when he spoke to the rock, the rock gave its waters. There was a man one day by the name of Elijah. The Lord told him, I'm going to make a way of escape. I'm going to send you up there on the mountain. I want you to stay up there because it ain't going to rain for three years and six months. And that old preacher stomped right up there before that king and said, The dew's not even going to fall from heaven until I call for it. Huh. How do you do that? He knowed what God said was the truth. Amen. Walks up down the hill and I hear him say, King Ahab said, Look here. Tell Jezebel his little painted up wife, you know, with all that manicure over her face. And, you know, Pentecostal women do that too. Brother God, listen, let me tell you something. I might as well get it right here. A long time ago, that was wrong to do it. 
but it isn't no more. Just like they took the old Charlie Barley car with that scarecrow hat on, old Charlie, put him in bumpers in a can, put him in the icebox. He dressed him up a little bit, but he's still Charlie Barley corn. Just as much sin to drink it out of the bumpers as it was out of the old barrel a long time ago. Right? Let me tell you something, women. If you're guilty of that, listen, I'll tell you what, a, a complexion you better than anything. Take just a little bit of, of uh, the gospel in your heart. <laughs> That's right. He'll take care of it. Let me tell you, there's only one woman in the Bible ever painted her face to meet man. And that was Jezebel. And God fed her to the dogs. Now, if you see a woman with a lot of paint on her face, then there's Miss Dog Meat. That's what God said. That's Miss Dog Meat. That's what the Bible said. God fed her to the dogs. That's... Amen. Brother, what we need is an old time... Holy Ghost sent gospel power of God to straighten up the church and get back into the thing like we ought to be. God help these preachers. I ain't talking about these. Handling on little old kid gloves on, afraid you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. God's going to hurt every man in the world and be in friendship with God. Tell the truth. God will honor it. Amen. Amen means so be it. Don't get scared. That won't hurt you. Uh, brother. Elijah went up there and sat down with a brook. And some of them said, That poor, illiterate fella sitting up there on the top of that hill. Well, first thing you know, all the fountains dried up. They didn't have any rain. They said, Well, I guess that old guy's about starved to death up there. <laughs> said, Well, he is. Well, look at him way up on top of the hill. But he, every time he wanted to drink of water, he just didn't help down and got a drink. Amen. Is that right? Yeah. And they called him crazy. Well, they was one that was supposed to be so smart, and they were starving to death. Yeah. A good type of a born-again believer tonight. Yeah. We sit down with the rope by the inexhaustible fountain of life, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whenever our soul needs a blessing, let's kneel down and drink. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll give him li- rivers of living waters that's bubbling up into his soul. Gushers coming out. Sit down by him one time. Talk to him. See if it's not right. Yeah. You got that wife there, tears from your eyes, and screaming and shouting and having a great time. Then they called you crazy like did Elijah. He was faring better than they was. I, you said that old preacher sitting up there in the wilderness? Yes, sir. He's taking God's provided way for him during the time of the drought. <laughs> he's sitting up there. But, well, he's better off than all the people in Connorsville. He had some colored porters. The Bible said that every time when he got hungry or something, here comes some ravens with a sandwich. <laughs> and it right down to him. You're not that way. Rock yourself. And then you called him crazy. He you know what he was doing. He was in God's provided way. Yes, sir. A preacher said to me not long ago, a Jehovah Witness man, he said, Brother Brandy, you mean to tell me you think that's the truth? Well, I said, sure it's the truth. He said, do you mean that those crows brought Elijah some sandwiches? I said, yes, sir. Brought him some meat and bread. He said, where in the world do you think they got it at? I said, I don't know. I said, the only thing I know, they brought it. Elijah probably didn't know. They brought it and he ate it. That's the same with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What makes it so? I don't know. God sends it. I'll drink it down. That settles it. As long as, long as God sends it, that's His provided way. He sent it by a crow that day. He sends it by the Spirit today. So I just sit down and eat and drink and have a good time. So you're crazy. Go ahead. That's all right. As long as I'm standing God's provided way. As long as I'm sitting at the balance so I can eat and drink when I get hungry. Yeah, amen. Oh, my, how wonderful. There are some people one time was worried about Jesus going away. Jesus said, don't worry. 
I've made a way for you. A little while in the world and won't see me no more yet, you'll see me. For I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. Well, how are you going to be with us and not in the world? I can't understand. So I'll tell you what you do. You want to get in God's provided way? Sure. Just go up there to, at uh, Jerusalem and wait there until the Holy Ghost comes. Well, how's the Holy Ghost going to come? I don't know. You just go there and wait. How long are we going to wait? Until. Well, you mean two hours? Until. <laughs> Maybe it's a week? Until. <laughs> Until what? Until you're due with power from around. Acts 1-8. But you shall receive the Holy Ghost after this. Uh, you shall receive power after this. The Holy Ghost has come up on you. You'll be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and Cartersville, Indiana, and the uttermost parts of the earth. What? After you become a deacon. No. After you get out of the seminary. No. After you become a preacher. No. After you have received the Holy Ghost, you shall be my witnesses with power throughout the entire world. Every God-called witness must be endued with power from on high before he can be a witness. A witness has to know something, see something, know what he's talking about. Hey, man, I feel religious. I sure do. How wonderful he is. Hey, I've got to have a healing line in a few minutes to pray for the sick. Let's come to a close quickly. Let's not leave those Pentecostal people in that room up yonder on. They're just waiting to find out what God's provided way was. They walk out of the way God got to provide. So they're just waiting there. Peter said, you know, John, I'm ashamed the way I treat the Lord. He said, well, you ought to be. They got to talk to one another. One of them said, well, I was a Pharisee. And they said, I was a Sadducee. Well, they got that all out of their heart. And when they got all in one accord, sitting in one place, then suddenly there appeared unto them a uh, God's provided way. <laughs> Is that right? Now, now the way we, we like to hard the Catholics, so the way the Catholics would have it today, and here come the father up the road with a little box under his arm. He had a, a holy sacrament in it, and the people licked out their tongue, and, and the priest drank the wine, and that's they call it a holy Eucharist. That's receiving the Holy Spirit. Well, you laugh at that, but be careful, Protestant. You're no better off. Now, the way we do it today, Dr. So-and-so give a very good lecture this morning, and the people change their membership from the Methodist to the Baptist. And they come up and give them the right hand of fellowship and walk away. That's just as unscriptural as the other is. Right? That's right. But, brother, the way the Bible said it, they were all in one place in one accord. Now, here's God's provided way not to shake hands with the preacher and take the red hand of fellowship and write your letter to the church. That's just as wrong as the Catholicism. So pot can't call kettle black. That's right. But the way the Bible said it, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there didn't come a priest, there didn't come a preacher, but there come a rushing mighty wind from above. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Big flames of fire set up on them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and went out into the yard staggering that drunk man. They were acting like maniacs drunk. And listen, the blessed Virgin Mary was in there, Catholic friend. That's right. The Bible said she was in there. And if God would let her come to heaven without receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what about you? You'll never get there anything less. It's God's provided way. I am the door to the sheepfold. Any man comes in here way, and the same as a thief and a robber. I am. Uh, who is I am? The little one in the world sees me no more. Yet you shall see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
You might think we're lost, but we know where we're at. Amen. Amen. All right. God's provided way. They went out here, a great radio teacher the other day. Said, I can prove the divine healings of the devil. Could you imagine people, you talk about Pentecostal people falling for anything. What about this? Acts 19. Said that, that Apollos, that Baptist preacher up there, didn't know Jesus. Why, he did know Jesus. He was preaching and proving that Jesus was the Christ because he wanted to confirm the word. He only knew the baptism of John. And that's where a lot of my good Baptist friends tonight, they only know the baptism of the church. But the baptism that comes from God is the Holy Ghost. It comes like a rushing mighty way in the same yesterday, God's provided way. That's right. But he wanted to bypass that. Have you received the Holy Ghost? He said, when you believe. No, no, since we believed. Another fellow said the other day, one of these radio messages, you pay all your money out to support and everything like that, and they'll come back and blaspheme the religion that you're trying to live for. All the weakness. All right. But look here. That man said that because he was trying to bypass the divine healing program was on the air, I know there's a lot of fanaticism in it, and I know there's a lot of fanaticism in the other. So it's just six and one and a half a dozen the other. That's right. They said, Brother Bram, since you guys started to have campaigns, everybody's a divine healer. That's all right. Look at Billy Graham. Look at the Billy Grahams are across the country, too. Look at the rest of them. Brother, they got it, too. Don't you worry. That's right. Well, watch here, brother. Let me tell you. He said that, that Simon the sorcerer was down there healing the sick and bewitching the people. And that's misquoting the Scripture to the public. I challenge that in the name of the Lord Jesus. That Simon the sorcerer did not do any healing and the devil cannot heal. Anybody would say the devil's heal shows his evil mental deficiency or he don't know his Bible. How in the world can God be the one that heals all that disease and the devil is partner? Why my, that's silly to think such. The devil is not a healer. And Simon the sorcerer was bewitching the people, not healing him. It was Philip that done the healing and caused the great revival to sweep the city. Philip, by the name of Jesus Christ, cast out devils and caused great joy. And they were screaming and shouting and having a great time. And still didn't have the Holy Ghost. And Peter came down and laid hands on him and then they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, friend. Ma, we promised to pray for the people. I just feel, I believe I'm living right at the spout tonight where the gushers coming out. This is the first revival I've preached in for six or seven years. Just feeling good about it. I'm just building up my soul. God has a provided way. And that's His Son, Christ Jesus. He died for you at Calvary. In there He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace upon Him and with His stripes, we were healed. We were past tense. Now all you have to do is draw dividends off of his death. Every born-again man is given a checkbook and a whole enough checks in their last you throughout your entire life. For anything that his that atonement calls for, the only thing you have to do is fill out the check and send it in. Every believer. Jesus' name is signed at the bottom. Whatever things, soever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. It'll be given to you. Is that right? Whatsoever you desire, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. What a marvelous promise. I think about a provided way. 
Back in the Old Testament, they used to have just before closing. Now, listen closely. Give me your undivided attention. In the Old Testament, they had lambs and doves and things for sacrifice. I heard a little story one time about a, a caravan coming over the hills of Palestine, down, uh, coming down through the plains into Jerusalem. And a little dove was restless. He was going up to, he knew a little while he'd been caught in a trap. And in a little while, it wouldn't, he'd have his little head pulled off. He'd have to bleed as a sacrifice. And he was restless trying to get through the, the cage doors. Everywhere, pushing and cooing. The sun was coming up. The camels were walking slowly as they're coming in, getting in for the morning sacrifice where the sellers and changers out there could kill the little fellows. And he was so restless, trying to push his little head through every crevice, round and round and round the cage. The rest of them were cooing along, but that little fellow was trying his best to get out. He just kept trying, kept trying. You know, I've seen, I hate to see anything caged up. I don't, I just can't stand it hardly. I know these little canary birds, I, I, if you turn them out, they die, but I, I just can't hardly stand to see one of the little fellows caged up. It's all right now. I don't, I'm not talking about your canary, but I just say anything in a cage. If I love wildlife, many times I've caught little pet wolves. How I love those little fellows. A little old bear packed into the woods when I'd have to run with him nearly. I say him now, I think, but take him home. I'll have to tie him up, the poor little fellow. Let him loose. Let him have his liberty. I don't like anything bound down, shackled down. But my old cold form of religion that shackles you and binds you. you know? So I don't like that. I like every who the son has made free is free indeed. That's right. Just take your liberty. Then I think, then one time, seeing that, how I watched a big old eagle where he'd beat his head. Night after night, he'd sit there at that cage up here at the Cincinnati Zoo's where I saw it. You'd look down, he'd go around to the birds, and I'd see that eagle, he'd flop against there, he'd beat his head, he'd come back again, he'd hit against there, and he'd flop against the top of it, he'd fall down, and the first thing you know, he'd just beat himself to the feathers of all out of him nearly, and he'd sit down like that, and his weary eyes rolled up, Looking around, I thought, oh, God, that's a heavenly bird. He soars in the heavens above. Here he is caught. He fell into a trap. He's absolutely helpless. He can't deliver himself. His weary eyes rolling around. I felt so sorry for him. He can't help himself. And every man that's fell into the snare of the devil is worse off than him. You're a heavenly being. You're supposed to be a son of God. You're free, brother. You got liberty in Christ Jesus, breathing God, loving God, living free from sin, living free from death. That's right. But how the devil is caught you and caged up with smoking, drinking, all kinds of immoral living, and thinking you're popular, thinking you're doing something. That's the most great, horrible sight than to see that poor eagle beating his brains out nearly against the cage trying to get free. And you're helpless, just as helpless as you can be, unless somebody puts forth his hands and opens the cage. And I'll tell you that Jesus Christ has done that in calling you. That's right. Open the cage to let you out. This little dove that I was speaking of before, he tried, he tried, and he was cooing. He was getting closer to the temple. And then the writer said that the little fellow was cooing and trying to put his little shoulders to and he couldn't get it on that side or the other side. He'd try everyone. And he'd get more restless and more restless. His little mate was waiting over the hill in just a little while, and he'd be killed. And he's trying to get his little self through. And after a while, he turned over like this and then give a push. It was different. Something slipped. Oh, child of God. You went to church after church and place after place. You tried to get free from this and free from sickness and free from this and free from this. And you can't do it. Why don't you turn over tonight and look up like this and then give a push? See what happens. 
you feel a little slip. You went to divine healers and they'd laid their hands up on you and, and done this and done that. But once you turn and look towards Calvary right then give a push. Feel a slip come. Something will happen. Yes, sir. And the first thing you know, he'd give another push and another push. And he was free and he threw his little wings out like that and sailed away across the mountain to his living mate. Oh, what a difference. Old Brian Bartimus, you ever read his story? Here's a little story of him. Bartimus had been blind for years. And he had a little girl, we're told, a little story of him. And he had a little girl, she was about ten years old, a little curly-headed girl. He'd never seen her in all of his life. And the day how dogs lead the blind, the sheep led the blind. Then they had lambs that led the blind. And Bartimus sat on the street begging, and he had two little turtle doves that done little enchantments for the passers-by, and he begged for his living. And one night, they said that his, his wife got real sick, and he went to pray. He said, Dear God, if you'll save my wife's life and, and not let her die, tomorrow I'll offer my two little turtle doves as a sacrifice. And his wife was well the next morning. He walked up to the temple and offered his turtle doves as a sacrifice. Not long after that, he didn't have the enchantment sent to attract the attention of the people, just him and his lamb, sitting in the cold, awaiting for whoever would pass by and give him a coin. And then one night, his little girl took sick, and the doctor thought she was going to die. He staggered his way out into the night, and he laid down, and he said, God, I don't have nothing else here to give you but my lamb. But if you'll let my little girl live, I promise you, Lord, tomorrow I'll go to the temple and offer my lamb for a sacrifice. His little girl was well the next morning. And here he goes up the temple early in the morning with his lamb. He said the great high priest captain stood up and said, Oh, blind Bartimus, where goest thou? He said, Oh, high priest, I go to the temple to offer my lamb. He said, Last night my little girl was sick. I promised God if he would heal my little girl, I'd offer my lamb. He said, Blind Bartimus, thou cannot offer that lamb. said, I'll give you a, a money and you go buy your lamb. He said, Oh, high priest, I never offered God a lamb. I offered him this lamb. That's the trouble. You try to help. What about God wants you on the altar. Not your flower, not your money. He wants you. You on the altar. You're the person that made the offer. Why, Bart, the great high priest said, Blind Bartimus, thou cannot offer that lamb. That lamb is your eyes. He said, true high priest, but God will provide a lamb for blind Bartimus' eyes. He went on offered his sacrifice, setting without a dove, without a lamb. And one day there was a noise started up the street. God had a lamb for blind Bartimus' eyes. The lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. God had a lamb for his eyes. That was God's provided lamb. And that same lamb's provided tonight for every sinner. For every boy or girl, every man or woman, if I hurt your feelings preaching, I didn't aim to. The only thing I want to do is tell you the truth, my friend. Don't fall out with me. Listen, as you sick people here, that you're hopeless and helpless. Doctor's done all he can do, but God has a lamb provided for you. He has a provided way if you're ready to receive it. Shall we bow our heads a moment? Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for the promise that Thou has made us and provided for us a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And now, Lord Jesus, I pray that that bleeding of that lamb will echo down from Calvary in every sinner's heart here tonight.
Think of it. That bleeding lamb hanging between the heavens and earth, dying, an innocent substitute for a guilty sinner, and we spurn his love. God grant tonight that every wayward boy, girl, man, or woman in here will see that provided way. Come join up tonight in Calvary. Their soul and all that they are, all their thoughts, all that they are, may they lay it right on Calvary tonight. Say, Dear God, this is all I have. I come bringing everything. You will provide for me. Or I ask it in Christ's name. And while you have your heads bowed, I wonder if there's a sinner, man or woman, in the building tonight. Say, Brother Branham, I'm a sinner. Remember me in your prayer. Will you, will you raise your hand up right quick while we press for time? Oh, my, all over the building. Oh, I just have to say this again. There's two or three dozen. Raise your hands. God's provided sacrifices here. God's Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, is now moving over the building. What made you raise your hands, sinner? Because God is calling you. No man can come to me except my Father draws him. And the Father is trying to draw you to the provided sacrifice, which one of these days, all that you have is going to sweep away. The atoms that's in your body will return back to the air. The dust that's in your body, where it was created, will return to the dust. Then what? I'm going to ask prayer for you. Lord, I pray that you'll give conviction to these that's wayward and out of the way tonight. And may they receive this bleeding, blading sacrifice, the Son of God. Grant it, Father. While we have our heads bowed, I wonder if any of you right now would accept Christ as your Savior. Now, nothing you can do in yourself. Not a thing. God's knocked at your heart. That's him that said, raise up your hand while that preacher is calling. You raised up your hand. That was him. Now, do you believe him and want to accept him as your substitute? Nothing you can do now. Just accept him. Say, I'll take you, Lord. And I can't get to heaven myself. There's nothing I can do. But I'm looking to you now to save me. I want you to have mercy on me this hour. Would you stand to your feet, you that want to do that? Unsaved and want to accept Christ as personal Savior? God bless you, sister. Just remain standing. Someone else? God bless you, sir. Someone else will stand to your feet. Say, I now accept Christ. God bless you, young man. Just remain standing, if you will. Someone else? All around over the building, would you just stand up right quickly? We're so pressed here. God bless you, sir. Just remain standing. God bless you. God bless you. Someone else? God bless you, lady. Just remain standing, if you will, just for a few moments. Now I'm going to have prayer. Would someone else now? Sinner friend of mine. I love you with undying love. I'm trying my best to get the greatest thing that could be given you tonight, Christ Jesus. Don't turn him away. He's the only lamb who can lead through the valley the shadow of death. He's the only one who can go with you when life's brittle threads are breaking and your soul is walking on them tonight, friend. They may plunge out into an endless eternity before morning. Won't you accept God's guiding lamb tonight? For your blind eyes to lead you through this sinful, dark world. Won't you take God's provided way tonight? Someone else will stand right quick while I'm waiting. Just feel that there ought to be one or two more stand anyhow. Will you accept Christ as personal Savior? Can I persuade you? 
Is there anything I can do to cause you to accept him? Anyone over here to the right, back over here, out on the hill anywhere, back on the hill to my left, anyone out in here would want to accept Christ as personal Savior. Want to be remembered down to word of prayer and say, Now, I want to accept Christ. Ministers, I want you to see who they are. All right. Now, we bow our heads. And Lord Jesus, you see these people standing. They are now coming to thee, O Lamb of God, blind, miserable, wretched, sinful, born in this world, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. God, be merciful to them. And may this night, may they find peace just now. You said, He that will come to me, I will in no wise cast out. Now, they're just coming tonight, Lord. May now, as they've accepted you as their personal Savior, I know you're testifying of them before the Father. You said, He that will... He that will witness me before man, him will I witness before my Father and the holy angels. We know that the very voice of Christ rings out in heaven tonight in the presence of God, these people's name. And now, Father, I pray that they'll not stop right here, but they'll go right on into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. May they be born again. Grant it, Lord. Bless them through their life. And if I never get to even as much as shake their hands or, or talk to them here on earth, May yonder, when life is over, and someday when my shoulders are stooped all the way, and I bow myself into death, oh God, I want to remain like I am, knowing in the power of your resurrection, that when you call from among the dead, I'll hear my name and come out. May these people here standing be among them tonight, Lord. And may I meet them there, and we get over into your kingdom, and they will remember the meetings tonight. The story of the blind man and how you provided a lamb for them back there and for these tonight. We ask you to bless them in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, my Christian friend. When you sit down, you Christians around them, shake their hands down and give them your right hand of fellowship and say, God bless you. And are you all happy they come to Christ? If you are, say amen. How many will promise these Christians that tonight before going to bed, these have just now accepted Christ. Now remember, you're just accepting Christ. See? Now God will give you the Holy Ghost in confirmation of your faith. See? Now you get to some good full gospel church and be baptized right away. And God's under obligation to give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost the moment you're baptized. If you come with true heart believing. Peter said, just repent and be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Is that right? God promised, and I'd make everything right. Now, you that promise that you'll have a prayer before you go to bed tonight for these Christians, raise your hand, will you? Look here, you just was converted. Look here, the Christians will be praying. Mine too. It may be early in the morning before I get home. I've got to turn right around and come right back again about 10 o'clock tomorrow for all day tomorrow, and then Monday I'll go into Utica, Indiana, and then down to Shreveport, Louisiana, back to in Kentucky, and then maybe from there to South Africa. There's just no let up, no at all. I'm not weary. I love him with all my heart. I love to do it. I'm only so thankful that he'll give me the privilege of calling the lost and praying for the sick. Now, where's Billy? Is it, um, L-A-M-N-O-P. Oh, my. We got plenty of them. All right. Let's see. Believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Is that right? Have you counted me a believer? All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, come now. I've here, Father. Uh, thou knowest all things. Brother Baxter gone. I've had to do the preaching, and 
every along like this, thou knowest, and it's so hard to you understand, I'm sure. And I pray that you'll help me now tonight. And may as these dear people, they're sick, Lord, and, and they've heard the preaching of the gospel, and they're coming now to be made well. Now, the only thing that I can do, Father, thou knowest, is to point them to your beloved Son, Jesus. And now, as a believer, to join my faith with them, I lay hands on them and ask for their healing. And grant, Lord, that everyone that passes this pulpit tonight will go off a year and get well, because they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For we ask that in his name, amen. Now, every one of you join with me in silent prayer while I'm making prayer for the people. All right, come, lady. Do you believe? Now, you have no prayer card, nothing at all. Is that right? Have you been in the meetings before? Have you seen how the Holy Spirit knows what was wrong with the people and everything like that? You've seen that. You believe it. I know you're a believer. Well, now, you, you, you were just called tonight without prayer card, without anything. You just come up here. Is that right? Come here to believe. Now, do you believe it? He'd tell me what was wrong with you. Well, sure, I know what's wrong with you. But I don't have to tell you, do I? No. You got diabetes, but isn't that right? Is that the truth, Raise your hand. You got diabetes. That's right. And you've got a lot of worried life behind you, haven't you? A string of sorrow. But now look, lady, you think he'll make you well? Come here. Everyone in prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman and heal her. I ask in Jesus Christ's name that she gets well. Amen. Now go believing, sister. That's all I can do is just pray and ask. All right, sister, you'll go to that asthmatic condition. Make yourself put in a strain. <laughs> You've had that at the coughing like that constantly. And you've got a female trouble. It's caused from some time, long time ago, has had that. But now, isn't that the truth? And now you believe that God will make you well? Come here. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman. May she go off this platform tonight, a normal, well woman. In Christ's name, I bless her. Amen. Go believing now with all your heart. Now. Don't doubt a thing. Just have faith in God. All right. Come, lady. Now, you, you have a prayer card? No prayer card. You're just a lady. Come in from out there. Is that true? No, I don't know. you never seen him alive. You believe God's standing here with us? You believe the angel of God? You believe this gift of God? If, I, if there's anything wrong with you, God will have to tell me. Is that right? And if I, if I would reveal to you by His Spirit what's wrong with you, just like Jesus, He went right straight to that woman at the well and said, uh, Go get your husband. She said, I perceive that you're a prophet. Is that right? Well, if that same Jesus is tonight, He could go right straight to your trouble. Is that right? It's high blood pressure, isn't it? Is that right? All right. Go get well, then, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please now, have faith. All right. Lady, if I don't even say one thing to you, you believe anyhow. Is that right? All right. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman. May she go off this platform tonight happy, rejoicing, and made well. Through Christ's name, amen. God bless you, sister. Go believing now with all your heart. All right. Come, next lady here. Come, sister. Do you believe with all your heart? Now, here's a woman really is in serious trouble. The woman's got a mental nervousness. Isn't that right, lady? Real? Look, your worst trouble is in the late of the evening, isn't it? Long towards night, you get gloomy and worried. You get, you get so weak, you can't hardly set up. Is that right? You have to sit down, and, and uh, you're just, just all tore up. Now, what it is, lady, it's nothing to hurt you. It's a premature time of the change of life, menopause. Now, come here. It's a gloomy shadow, and it's nothing but a lie of the devil. See? And you're all right. You're going to get all right. Do you believe it? Lord Jesus, I bless the woman in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I pray for her healing. Amen. Now go, listen. If he could tell me what your trouble is, if I'd talk to you a few minutes, he'd tell your life. But it don't have to do that. Look, will you do what I tell you to do? 
Go out of here just as happy as you can be. He's got you all gloomy and wore down. You've dropped down in this cycle down here when you've got to get up here. Look up here, believe up here, and say, thank God, and go on and be happy. You'll get well. If you don't, you're headed for a lot of trouble. All right. Go believe him now. All right, come, lady. You believe with all your heart? You want to get over that kidney trouble? All right, go believe God and get over it then in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, come and believe now. You believe, sir? If I wouldn't say one thing, you still you believe anyhow. Is that right? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the boy of this terrible demon that's about to take his life. May it leave him in Jesus' name. Amen. Now go believing, son, with all your heart. Believe God making you well. You believe, lady, with all your heart? Come here, man. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman and heal her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go believing now with all your heart. The reason I'm trying to hurry, friends, we've got so many to pray for. You understand, don't you? Is everybody holding on out there praying? All right. Come now, lady. Of course, you see, she's got a trumpet in her ear. You can hear me through this, all right? Huh? <clears throat> just a minute. Let's see if we can get her to hear. Bow your head just a moment. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon her. I pray that you'll heal her. Take this deaf spirit from her. I ask in Christ's name. Amen. Do you believe with all your heart now? All your heart. Yes. How long have you been deaf? Oh, about ten years. Ten years. Let's take this trumpet out just Both a moment. Ears. Both ears. Let's see. You hear that, don't you? Yes. You hear me now? Well, you're healed then. See, go on. You've got your hearing healed. God bless you. All right. Here's another one standing right here. The same thing. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless this man and unstop these ears. Thou deaf spirit, leave him in Christ's name. Come out. You hear me? You believe with all your heart? Can you can you hear me all right now? Say amen. I love the Lord. You're healed. God bless you. Go on your road rejoicing. Poor little baby. Do you believe if I ask God, God will heal it? Born in this condition. Lord Jesus, I bless the little thing. It hasn't had a chance in life. Birth did this, but thou, O God, can give it another birth. Grant it, Father, in Jesus' name, may it get well. Amen. Now, God bless you, Mother. Don't worry. Go believe me and write to me and tell me about this baby. If you'll, if you'll take my word as his prophet and believe that God has done just exactly what I said he'd done at Calvary, died for the healing of your child, you'll write me in a letter the next four or five days and say, Brother Brandon, such a difference my baby don't seem like the same one. Will you do that? All right. What's your name? Presley. Presley, where are you from? Presley. All right. I'll watch for that letter. All right, sir. God bless you. All right. Of course, you see the man's on a cane and probably legs gone and everything. Brother, do you believe that God will make you well? I do. All right. I'll just ask him and up to your faith. Lord Jesus, I pray that you heal the man. May he get well, Father. I ask this blessing in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. God bless Thanks you, brother. Lord. Go now, believing with all your heart. Look, if, if you can see a difference in you by tomorrow night, will you walk up here and show me? God bless you. All right, come, lady. Do you believe with all your heart? Now, you look like a healthy person. That man, you can see he's crippled. You can see that little baby there is a spastic or, or deformed, the little fellow, and that little boy there. See? Well, sure, you can see that, but you look like a well person. There's no mystery saying that's a crippled man, that's a crippled child. Anybody sees that. But when it comes to you, you look healthy, but you've got a female trouble. Isn't that right? I want to talk to you. Knows that but him. Is that right? That's right. And he sure is. If I ask him, will he heal you? you believe it? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman. May she go from here tonight and be made well in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Go now as you believe. I believe you'll get well. Have faith. All right. My, this is a fine little girl. How do you do? Skin condition. Skin eruption. Skin just... Isn't that true? Don't... You can't see it, but it's on her body. Is that true? 
You love Jesus? You believe, Brother Branham? You do. You're a child. <coughs> you. you like to serve him, do you? Does your husband like to serve him? Yeah. He has a habit. He likes to quit or whatever. You believe he'll make the baby well? You do. What church you belong to? You believe that he'll make the child well now? I'm testing your faith to see what it is and see where you get. If the child's all right, I'm catching the youth. Or you put your hand on that side of her. I'll put my hand on this side. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll help the poor little baby. God bless them now and may the little thing go home and get well. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Let's sing, Oh, how I love Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, come, lady. You believe now with all your heart? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman. May she go from here tonight and be made well in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Now go and believe with all your heart. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless her and may she go from here rejoicing and happy. Be made well in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Come now. You believe, lady? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless her and heal her and make her well. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask this blessing. Amen. Uh, I believe with all your heart. All right, sister. You believe with all your heart? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll take this affliction away from her body and may she go and be made completely whole. In Jesus' name, amen. You, you believe that? Or do you believe, lady, with all your heart? How long you had this high blood pressure? About three or four years, huh? It's causing nervousness, keeps you worked up all the time. Isn't that right? That's what he said anyhow. Your doctor told you it was a nervous condition. Is that right? Not read your mind, but that's the truth, see. Yeah. All right. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless her. And may this leave her, may she go home and get well in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Come believe me. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless our sister and may she go from here tonight and be made well in Jesus' name. Amen. Go believing now, sister. Come, lady. You want to get well? Believe with all your heart. Female troubles, what's wrong with you? Isn't that right? All right. God bless her and make her well, I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. All right, come, lady. My sister, are you aware that you're a very sick woman? You know that you're very sick? Yes, you are. It's cancer. All right, come here. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman. May she go from here tonight and be made well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Now look, don't you see her? You go believing Okay. That's all I know. It's what you're talking about. If I talk to you a minute, do you believe you'd tell me what was wrong with you? You've got something wrong with you. It's hard for you to get up of the morning. It's arthritis. Is that right? You want to get over it? And accept Jesus Christ as your healer and go and you can be made well in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, is this the... Uh, if they lay their hands on the sick, they what? 
You never said if they pray for the sick, if they lay their hands on the sick. Is that right? Is that the scripture? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman in Jesus' name as I lay my hands on her. Amen. God, I pray that you'll bless my brother, and as I lay hands on him, may he get healed in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, will you come, lady? You believe with all your heart? Believe that God will make you well? You've got a horrible plague of nervousness, haven't you? Just been nervous a long time. But God will make you well. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal her in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. God, I pray that you'll bless our brother and may he leave here tonight as I lay hands on him in commemoration of Jesus Christ's words. I ask for his healing. Amen. God bless you. Now come. The little girl. God, I pray that you'll bless the little thing and heal her and heal the mother, Lord, and may they both get well in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Come with this little girl here. Come, sweetheart. God, I pray that you'll bless this little girl and may she get well. I pray, God, that you'll grant this blessing in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this man, and may he be healed, Father, in Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. All right. Would you come, sister? Right straight. Lord Jesus, I lay hands upon her. I know there's nothing in my hands, Lord, could help her, but I'm doing this in commemoration of what you said, Jesus. You said if they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. The people have seen your signs and wonders, what you said to do before them, and they believe it. And now I'm laying hands upon them in Jesus' name for their healing. God bless you. Come, lady. You believe? I'll lay hands upon our sister in Jesus' name for healing. Amen. All right. Would you come, lady? I'll lay my hands upon her sister in Jesus Christ's name for her healing. Amen. God bless you. Now go rejoicing. Come right ahead, sister. I'll lay hands upon our sister in Jesus' name for her healing. Amen. God bless you. Now go right. Lord, I'll lay hands upon our brother in Jesus' name for his healing. Amen. Father, I lay hands upon our brother in Jesus' name for his healing. Amen. God, I lay hands upon our sister in Jesus' name for her healing. Amen. Now, Lord Jesus, there. Maybe the Lord will reveal him to you tonight, standing here. Hundreds and hundreds have seen him standing at the platform. How many have seen the picture of him? Let's see your hand in the picture. Well, he's right here. He's right here, and I believe with all your heart, and God will... You believe, lady? With all your heart? Sure, having a struggle, aren't you? But have faith. What you have to do is just believe God, and God will grant it. She'll bless this darling little girl. May she get well, Father. I pray this blessing in Jesus' name. May these little eyes get well. God bless you, sister. Father, I pray that you'll bless this woman, and may she get well, as I ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go believe him now. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman. May she go and get well. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Come, lady. <clears throat> you know, get over your back condition and go and be made well. <clears throat> All right. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal her this back trouble. May she go and get well. In Jesus' name. You had an awful lot of time with that, hasn't you? It's been a vertebrae there for a long time. It's called that. been coming on for years and years. What it was when you was a little girl. It's happened back there. Jump your hands and thank you, Lord. That's right. That's the way to do it. Amen. Come to you. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman and heal her in Jesus' name. Amen. Believe with all your heart. Come, sir. Lord, I pray that you'll heal the brother. May he go from here and get well in Jesus' name. Amen. Come now. All right. Come to me. Lord, I pray that you'll bless her and may she get well. In Jesus' name, I bless her. 
for healing pain. The angel of the Lord standing here then, is that right? You've got an asthmatic condition, is that right? That's right. Cough like everything, and especially when you go to bed at night, you can't hardly rest, is that right? That's right. Lord God, blessing him, may he go and get well, in Jesus' name, amen. He's still here, he just, just, you just believe him, that's all you have to do. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. I want you to watch, if God is doing it, then you must believe the Lord with all your heart. All right, come now, I know you, honey. I know who you are. pray that you'll bless her. Oh, thou hideous demon, leave the woman. I adjure thee by Jesus of Nazareth that you leave her. Amen. About to eat you up. But look, sister, did you see Florence Nightingale's picture in that book? She only weighed 37 pounds. And she's well now. Go and be like her in the name of the Lord. All right. That's right. All right. Now come be, get well. Lord, I pray that you'll bless her and heal her in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, friends, I'm not the gift of healing. The angel of God is God's gift to send. That's the gift of healing. I'm just a man. And, but he's the angel of the Lord. And he's here, standing right here now. At the day of judgment, you'll find out that angel is standing right here, close to my side right now. That's not a fictitious belief. Well, look, he, he bears fruits to prove that it's so. See? But I'm trying to get the people prayed for as many as I can. Come, sister. Lord, I pray that you'll heal her and grant her blessings. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. God, I pray that you'll bless, brother, and may go be made well in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you. Come, deaf spirit, come out of the woman in Jesus Christ's name. Leave her. Can you hear me? Can you hear me all right now? How long have you been that way? Come here, don't you? Notice how I see you. hear me? Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. See, sister, sometimes deaf spirit, only thing I can detect is the spirit. I don't know how deaf they are, how hard of hearing, or whether they're totally deaf. I just know a witness that the deaf spirit bucks up against me like that when it's anointing. Now he's gone from you. You're normal. That's right. Now go ahead and be. Right. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? Heart wasn't. Amen. Well, Lord, may she be healed of this heart trouble in Jesus' name. The baby. God bless it. All right, I'm here. God bless you. Now go believing, you'll get well. Come, sister. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our sister. May, may she get well. I bless her for this purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. God, heal this poor little afflicted baby. I ask this in Jesus' name. Bless the woman, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Likewise, this little fellow, Lord, I pray that you'll heal him both in Jesus' name. God's prophet. You? Raise your hands up in the air. Your arthritis is gone. Go be healed. All right. God, I pray that you heal our sister and make her well in Jesus' name, I pray. God, I pray that you heal our sister and make her well in Jesus Christ's name, my answer. I pray that you'll heal her and make her well in Jesus' name. Well, rejoice now, bleeding with all your heart, you can get well. All right, come down here. Reach your bless the baby and the mother, and may they both be healed in Christ's name, amen. Come believing now. Lord, I pray that you'll bless our sister and may she get well in Jesus Christ's name, my answer. <laughs> Let's stand just a minute. I think we ought to raise up our hands and give thanks to God. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus, for Thy blessings and power. Grant Your blessings upon them all in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.